What's up, everybody? Before we get the podcast started, I just wanted to remind you that we have merch for sale, official podcast merch. You can go to the link in the description of this very podcast and go to our Teespring account and get a shirt, two coffee mugs, and a COVID-19 custom mask with our logo on it, because why not milk this pandemic for all it's worth financially? So uh, again, the description to our merch is in the description of this podcast. On to the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 205 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Thursday. That seems to be the day um, for the past two or three weeks. Uh, Was it November 5th, uh, 2020, and there is nothing big going on right now that I can think of, so I'm just going to ask Mike how he's doing. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I am... uh... In the process of recovering, uh, dealing with the side effects of a flu shot I got yesterday. Um, that's kind of weird, you know, uh, that whole thing. Um, telling you, asking you before they give you the shot, like, are you allergic to eggs? And I'm like, why the hell is there eggs in the in the vaccine for, for the flu? <laughs> what? That's the first time I knew I had ever heard that there was anything like that well like for a lot of uh capsules that you take there's a animal byproduct in like pill yeah like pill capsules so yeah probably probably is some kind of uh animal <laughs> something in it honestly but uh it, it wasn't you know i i don't like needles and uh i was admittedly a little nervous initially but it wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, it usually never is. Like, when you are thinking about the process and you're like, okay, I'm going to get a shot, you're thinking, like, it's going to be some big-ass fucking needle and, you know, it's going to be very painful and and it normally isn't like that. I'm, I'm, unless you're getting a particular kind of shot. Like, there are certain shots where it, it really is. But uh, what's crazy is um, the side effects are you know it really makes you feel kind of woozy you know and kind of like whoa like as if you like took a, you know some kind of um flu or cold medication but like it's it's a vaccine so it's it's interesting that it has similar side effects yeah uh, to something like that yeah what i hate worse than getting a shot is um like whenever i would have to get std tests they, they'd have to take a oh. they'd have to take a few vials of my blood and mm-hmm. them sticking a needle in your arm and, yes. and literally seeing the blood like gush yeah. out into the like it it almost makes me well faint. i mean i can't yeah, look i at mean it. i tried to donate blood one time with my stepfather but i was either too nervous uh or or whatever and they couldn't find my vein 
Um, they tried all of this stuff. They tried to, like, you know, tighten my arm. Tried to do all these different things that they couldn't find my vein. So, uh, it was just basically like, well, can't do it. <laughs> but my vein, my veins are kind of like that. They, they kind of just, they tend to hide. Um, but my mom, uh, she was a phlebotomist for numerous years. And, uh, she had plenty of experience with finding, you know, veins and uh, I still have memories of her just waking me up when I was like younger, and I'm I just be in a daze, and then she just stick the needle in there and then draw my blood. Jesus. And then I and then I'd be like, oh, like what? And I'm like, it's done. I'm like, oh okay, whatever. All right, I took your blood. I'm like, <laughs> your mom can find my vein. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cool. Uh, you so you're feeling sick from uh, the flu shot. Um, gotta gotta love it when the cure makes you feel ill. Um, I've gotten. I'm feeling better uh, than I was a little bit last night, but it's just I, I my energy level is a little bit lower than you know normally. So. I'm I'm feeling relatively fine. I did drink last night. I was, you know. Me saying I'm hungover at this point is like redundant because just to, just to, just to have it be assumed that I'm it's, hungover. It's a trope now of the podcast. Yeah, I mean it's like it's, there's nothing novel now about me being like, "Oh, I'm hungover." It's just like, yeah, I was hungover. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Josh. All right, okay. Yeah, I mean it's just boring at this point because it's just like it's gotten so common. Um, Speaking of boring and common, uh, sadly, uh, our beloved unsolved mysteries. Has uh, succumbed to uh, being boring and co- boring in common uh, with the uh, latest uh, volume of Unsolved Mysteries on yeah. Netflix. I mean, I've been say- I've been giving like running commentary on my feelings about the second season on our podcast group, and if you want to join that group, just go to Facebook and go to the search bar and type in Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries. And go to the group section, and you'll be able. If you really want it, you'll be able to find us pretty easily. You're a pretty smart person. I I have faith in you. But yeah, my uh, kind of running commentary on each episode is: Wow, this episode was even worse than the one before. How did they manage to take this case that should have been ten minutes at most and stretch it out into forty minutes? And and honestly, that's that's the biggest problem with this second season. Uh, we we started seeing a little bit of that in the first season. But the cases were compelling enough, and there was kind of enough to go on to where it kind of made sense. You could have probably... I mean, I was a critic of of the first volume, and even I have to admit that the first volume at least had a few episodes that had cases that you could make an argument for being uh, 40 minutes. Especially the Uh, last episode with the... um, the uh, Lena, uh, the, yeah, who went missing, okay. and how? Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, her mom was suspected of probably murder. The... That was a that was definitely a a feature uh-huh. or full length episode worthy. The first two episodes of this volume, though, not even fucking close. Yeah, so Mike has only there is seen no reason. Mike has only seen the these. first two episodes so far. I've watched all of them, uh, and, and I can honestly say the only one that's good or that I kind of liked was, I believe, the third one. And it, it, but you kind of liked it. Like, did you actually like it? But it was just like, I kind eh. I, I, it was, it, I kind of liked it. And you know what? You know why? Because it was the shortest one. It was, I think it was only... Is tw- that the... Su- no, it wasn't the Tsunami one. It was the one oh, okay. where the, um, 
the guy killed the little oh, girl, okay. and then he... All right, so it was only 20 minutes? It was 28 minutes. That's interesting. Yeah. That now they have shorter ones. Yeah, so for whatever reason, that one, that one was only 28 minutes why, long. Why, were, why didn't they shorten the first two episodes? Yeah, I, that's and and all the ones after Especially that. Especially episode two, and then I believe Fucking I believe hell. episode four is a tsunami one. And Jesus Christ, what a bizarre feel yeah. that episode had! Like I didn't even mm-hmm. feel like I was watching anything. I mean, obviously the show doesn't resemble Unsolved Mysteries anymore, but for that tsunami one, it was like this. This isn't even like on the same in the same solar system as anything yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. Like it was just bizarre. This is just a, a a basic bitch version of Unsolved Mysteries. I mean, it was crazy to see all that firsthand video footage of the tsunami, like when it hit. Because I've never, yeah, I've never seen. I've like, heard about, I've heard about that. Uh, but I, I mean, that one I'm curious about at at least. Yeah. And if it's weird, like that might actually uh, win me over. Because I'm okay with it being weird. Because then weird is kind of interesting. It is weird. Compared I, would, I would to say being, that. Compared to being just uh, skull-numbingly fucking boring and dull like most of these, uh, uh, at least the first two uh, uh, episodes. Oh, I can tell you, Mike. So, they're, they're, I, it's pretty safe to say, barring the tsunami episode, which is just goes into the weird file, and the third episode, which goes into the meh file, all the other cases are literally boring as fuck and there is so little i mean and again i you know you feel bad because like these are people who have either died or went missing oh yeah and it's nothing against them or their families but good lord no. ne- this really falls on film was it film rise who did this no film rise uh, no it, it's netflix and uh you know the guys who worked on stranger things right, sorry. and uh john and terry yeah my bad you know it, 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 it falls on them for producing a a product that is is so lackluster that um you know it's not going to surprise me if viewership starts going down after this therefore not bringing as much attention to these cases as they deserve you know so it's like that's, that's why either they should have done an anthology format where you have multiple different stories that are shorter in length in one episode but with this kind of format and i think that still would have worked you know with this kind of uh, style you know the more contemporary true crime uh, style but in an anthology format yeah, I mean, like the original series. And I think that that would have enabled these cases to be stronger. They would hold up more. And it just feels like they're just stretching things out way too thin. They're, they think that they have all these ingredients for like a delicious stew. But they only have like scraps and like some gristle and maybe like a tiny bit, you know, a, a vegetable to work with. And like you said in exchange or uh, when I was uh, talking to you on Facebook about this, it, it's like a ladle of like stew. The la- you, it's like, a ladle. It's a ladle of yeah. broth that with one little yeah. chunk of meat that could fill a teacup. Yeah. When yeah, and they're over here thinking they got a huge giant sized bowl of beefy stew, and and it's like no, you have one tiny little thing. And and kind of what blows my mind even more is. Um, someone who's been listening to our podcast for a while, I, I don't know if he still listens anymore or not, but, um, he actually designed the logo, for the original logo for our, or the one that's still on the thumbnail anyway, um, for our podcast. And he's like, 
He was like the one, like in the group, he was like the one dissenting voice, but he like passionately was like, I thought season two was fantastic or oh, I forget what you were, what superlative he used to describe it. But I'm just like, really, dude, like I could maybe understand if you said I thought season two was pretty good, but pretty good is the only that's as high as I, I could even well, go. I mean- with, well, I mean, you know, different opinions for I just I know, but like and, I, there's I, I just feel like there's certain things that are just cr- like universally accepted as like not like good, you know, like um like with no, the, the third Matrix movie. You're, you're just you know. you're, hey, I like that. I like that film. I like Matrix Revolutions. Well, I don't know. There, I just I feel like there's so certain so yeah. I just you see. Yeah, well, you just I just uh disproved my own point there, but yeah, I exactly. I, I don't know. I just I just don't know. I will say this. Um uh I can see why some people maybe would have liked this more than volume 1 in terms of uh at least for the tsunami episode. Uh it seemed like that was a more interesting uh supernatural kind of uh unknown case versus the UFO one. But uh, at the end of the day, people have different tastes. They have different opinions. I've seen uh, one-star reviews for films that I love on IMDb that make me scratch my head. Like, Alien sucks because I hate cats. Like, that's really (laughs) one one of the reasons why somebody doesn't like aliens. But it's just people are are just going to have their particular views and... you know, as a critic myself, as someone who has spent a lot of time thinking analytically and critically, um, I've just come to accept the fact that, you know, there are people who are going to like stuff that I don't like. And, you know, it's not something that's, you know, uh, out there. And, and there is no such thing as a universal opinion that something is good or bad, especially with a product or, or you know, a show or 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 a film. I mean, that's, I mean, there are yeah, people that's, out that's, there that hate Star Wars. That's like they fa- say, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy is trash, and 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 the new ones are better. You know, there are people like that. And so. you know, with when in the music world, it's like there there are definitely people out there who like, uh, you know, ninety percent of the population would consider like, for instance, like noise or experimental music. Would they they would consider it garbage? They're like, this mm-hmm. literally is not music. But then you have you know, a a, po- a percentage of people out there, however small, who are like, this shit is is what real music should be. It's in the moment. It's yeah. experimental. It's it's breaking all your norms. There are people who will say, you know, uh, the latest Tool album was terrible. Yeah, I, I'm know. one of those people. I do think. And, I, and they, then I do think. And the then there's other people who are going to be like, it was their best in you know years. Idiots who say that. Fucking idiots. <laughs> that was, I'm not gonna go that far, but you know. I don't I don't know. I mean, I know that's a very specific example, but I don't see how you could be a fan of Tool and sit there and say, This stands up to everything else they put out. It's like, no, that was that was that album was a jammy, um, meandering mess of just <laughs> of just uh, uh, that went nowhere. I mean, much like these unsolved mysteries episodes, they go nowhere because yes. not not only are they long and be- meandering, but they're unsolved. So there's no resolution. And with no. the Robert Stack years, that's fine. 
because uh, there's still so much, uh, there's such, uh, there was such an understanding of what made something good and creepy and fun that this show is just lacking. Well, even in that show, there were updates. Right, and I'm sure as they come in, this this show will eventually start doing that. But honestly, I could watch this show if there were no updates and still get so much enjoyment out of the old episodes. Yeah, and exactly. It's not just nostalgia talking, because as I've said in the... It's atmosphere. As it's it, atmosphere, I, it's, like, it's mood. I've said it in the past on this podcast many times, and I feel like it it, it bears repeating. Uh, if, I, if I just liked the old Unsolved Mysteries from nostalgia... There'd be a lot of other really pieces of shit shows that I'd also be watching right now just to relive my nostalgia. Like, I'd be watching Full House, and I'd be watching, you know, Step, Step by, by Step, Step and Family Matters, because they're, oh, <laughs> it's nostalgia. I watch that shit all the time as a kid. But I, I don't That's watch those. crazy. I don't watch those shows anymore, because now I think they're garbage. I think they're they're hokey yeah. and corny and, and, and cliche like, You as want fuck. no part of uh, Fuller House or Another Step. No, I, I gave I gave Fuller House a try, and I, I I realized like I never even liked the first one that much. I just watched it because it was on TV, and it was that's what happened. Yeah, ABC Family. Yeah, know, it was sure. on TV, and it was something my parents deemed safe for me to watch. And so it's crazy that we both like finished our you know the sentence with step by step at the same time. <laughs> we yeah, well, because it was that that uh, TGIF. Uh, yeah, every uh, what Friday night or whatever. Yeah, something um, like that. They would show this block of uh, these. Ep- I mean, these some shows. of the shows I, I grew up watching, I still enjoy. A lot of the cartoons, I, I still enjoy. Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, which is actually getting a reboot, which actually looks pretty decent, surprisingly. I don't think I got a lot of the jokes from Animaniacs growing up, so I, I was just like, eh. You know, I, th- I think you'll like the show more as an adult because there's a lot of adult humor and political stuff and satire, right? And- yeah, I, I didn't get um, all that shit. Just went right over my head when I yeah. was a kid. I didn't get any. Freakazoid. Of it. I would love to see that get uh, another season Honestly, or whatever. There, like, as, if we're talking TV shows, there's not a lot of TV shows from my childhood that I have uh, any particular fondness for. Uh, outside of like, you know, uh, what Beavis and Butthead. I, I never watched that as a kid. I watched it as a teenager. Oh, okay. I wasn't allowed to watch it as a, as yeah. a child. I, I well, there's still some nostalgia there as a teenager, you know, a little bit. Um, but I mean, yeah. like, I, 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 it's not. I don't know. To me, in nostalgia, other than Unsolved Mysteries, it's like the only kind of show from your childhood that that um, you watch. And uh, uh, you know, you got like The Simpsons. But again, the thing about The Simpsons is like The Simpsons stopped being good after their te- like tenth season, in my opinion. So like, mm-hmm. I am uh, able to objectively say, yes, I have nostalgia for The Simpsons when I was growing up because that I can still go back and watch those. And objectively, the jokes are 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 better written and and um, yeah, you know, just they stand the test mm-hmm. of time more than than what they got yeah. going on now. Not- well, it's like how I feel like uh, if I would if it was just nostalgia as the reason why I, enjoy, I still enjoy and really love the original Unsolved Mysteries, uh, I would still really like the uh, old clips of America's Most Wanted that I find, but or like, Rescue Nine One One. Or, well, I still like Rescue Nine One One. I don't. Th- I haven't seen. That, I haven't seen an episode of that show since since I was a kid because I don't know where to watch it. 
And, you know, I still enjoy sightings, but not in the same way oh, you as Unsolved Mysteries. Dude, you haven't brought up sightings in a long time on I this podcast. Because uh, I haven't actually uh, uh, watched it uh, recently. You were like, uh, you were like all so. on sightings well, dick I, I mean, like I still, 100 episodes ago. I, I, I still like that show, but it, it's not the same kind of... It's not on the same level of quality as Unsolved Mysteries. It just isn't. Um, there are cases that are just like, okay, this is just kind of boring and very talky. Um, that's how, but, that's how I felt about In Search Of. I bought the whole like box yeah. out of In Search Of and I'm like, ugh, it, it doesn't really age well at all. Like, <laughs> it, it, even on the DVDs, like, it, it, you almost see the damn like magnetic, uh, little bar, like horizontal bar, uh, go down yeah. the, the screen and, you, uh-huh. you, you almost see like the automatic tracking in the corner like fix the picture even though it's a dvd like it still looks that old it almost looks like they ripped it from a vhs yeah. tape or something as you can see folks we'd rather talk about literally and- any other show <laughs> than the new unsolved mysteries damn that was a good observation and a sick <laughs> and a sick burn at the same time yeah, so, I mean it's kind of true. Like we're it, it's like me working out. Like before I start my workout, I literally find the smallest little micro tasks to accomplish because that's how like much I don't feel like working out. And then mm-hmm. finally, I just have to get to the point where it's like, all right, time to suck it up and bite the bullet and do something I don't feel like doing. And that's kind of how this feels. So uh, the first episode deals with the case of John Parsons Wheeler. Or Jack Wheeler, uh, I guess his nickname is Jack. Uh, I completely forgot that you know John and Jack were interchangeable. Uh, so when I was first watching this segment, I was just kind of uh, confused because the media is saying John Wheeler's body was found in the landfill, and then you have all these interviewers, these people who are in, uh, not interviewers, interviewees, who are saying things like. Oh, and I I knew Jack from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? So uh, Josh informed me a little bit about that. that, uh, Yeah. It is weird, weird, though, because you're not abbreviating. Like with Richard and Dick. Like Dick, you're abbreviating. That still doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense, but at least you're taking it from two syllables to one syllable. So it's just easier to say, hey, Dick. Yeah. Which is so weird now to think that anyone would have that name. But uh dick pound real name a guy who served like i think in in uh congress or something or fucking, some kind of uh, nascar thing. driver dick trickle uh okay yeah i mean yeah fuck. that was a that what that was a real name dick trickle yeah like what the so fuck the, so that was so that was an inspiration for cold trickle and days of thunder the character that tom cruise played oh i guess so yeah they can't they can't have the guy named dick trickle but uh yeah like like john and jack it yeah it doesn't i'm sure there's some entomology to why that is but Mm -hmm. i just remember uh jack kennedy and john kennedy being like interchangeable once he mentioned that then i was like oh yeah okay now now i remember but uh so jack wheeler or john or whatever name you want to call him uh, he held many important positions throughout his lifetime. He was a chairman for the Vietnam Vets uh, Memorial Fund, a senior planner for Amtrak, an official of the Securities and Exchange Commission, a CEO of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, consultant to the Mitre Corporation, 
and a presidential aide to Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, and George W. Bush. Just as a correction, it's MITRE Corporation. MITRE, thank you. Sorry. I'm not familiar with that corporation, so... I'm on the board so, of directors, so I would know. <laughs> so he did a lot of uh, things politically. Especially, like, the veterans, uh, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund was, like, kind of his... Uh, the thing mm-hmm. that he really championed and, and was really, I think, the most, like, known for. Cause and, you know, good for him. They were saying that, like, if it wasn't for him, that wouldn't have uh, existed. So, I mean, yeah, you know, he's a good, kudos. good guy. Like, big big kudos, kudos to this guy. Also, apparently, he uh, was bipolar, so it made all the work that he did and everything that he accomplished uh, uh, a little more impressive because of having to deal with that on top of, you know... Uh, all the extra stress from uh, all the other sort of uh, things that he was doing in his life at the time. I mean, I can imagine, you know, just constantly being busy all the time and doing all the political stuff and just always on, on, on. And I can imagine that being, you know, stressful in its own way. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm glad that they like mentioned that detail because it and, and I feel like like anytime someone of prominence has some kind of mental health problem. Uh, I think it really helps a lot of people when they come out and say that, yes, I do have this problem, but look at everything that I've been able to do so you can do it too and don't let your mental health problem yeah. hold you back. Because like, I have OCD like, and it's pretty bad. And, and like, yeah, it, it's like it, I have to deal with this annoyance every day of my life. And it's, um, you know, sometimes it's it's more tolerable than other times, but I'm still able to push through and all that so uh-huh. um I, I thought it was uh, good that they no, mentioned th- that this kind of uh episode is not boring because of you know there's not enough shiny keys in front of the camera um i know some people oh you have ocd well then you couldn't pay attention you know or you weren't da 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 but i mean i don't have ocd and i thought this was boring so there you go there you go <laughs> so anyway uh with uh with jack here he uh disappeared on december 28th of 2010 after exiting an amtrak train near wilmington delaware he was later seen on december 30th at 10th and orange streets in wilmington and on december 31st his body was discovered by a landfill worker as it fell onto a trash heap in the cherry island landfill and that's where you get that image uh, from the intro for the new Unsolved Mysteries, where they carry out a body on a gurney in a landfill. And I got to admit, that image is pretty strong. Right. It doesn't make for a strong uh, episode, though. Right. Just uh, because of that visual. Yeah, the visual was really good. Um, the premise was really good. I mean, the premise yes. of, you know, this... this, this uh, high up guy who did a lot of stuff in Washington. Uh, his body is found in a, a, uh, you know, garbage heap in a landfill, in a landfill. Like that's a great premise. However, they're not able to carry that at all. And, um, maybe if they had had some kind of narrator, it would have been, I mean, I think this show suffers from that a lot too, because yeah, there, if you, there's a, a certain way a professional narrator would deliver a line that would. I think they try to have narration 
in the form of letting some particular uh, guest who they have for the show who is being interviewed carry that mantle. Yeah, but these people that are interviewed are not professional voice actors. You no, know? they're not. And, and, and voice not. acting. It's acting because the point of it is to entertain. And these people are just kind of, you know, regular Joes well, I mean, just I don't think, giving uh, their opinion. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't think uh, Robert Stack, to be fair, he wasn't a professional voice actor. <clears throat> yeah, but know, he was either. he was an actor, though, for like all well, yeah. of his life. So, oh, exactly. So he, he so he so that translated into the vocal booth. You know, he had well, to me- did, he had to memorize lines a... as Elliot Ness or whatever movie he yeah. was in. So, for- well, go ahead. Well, it's because uh, Robert Stack was such a talented actor. You know, he, he had all these different facets and when it comes to his abilities. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of actors who, you know, try to get into voice acting and they just aren't able really to uh, do nearly as good of a job with voice acting as they are uh, in front of a camera. Hell, even if they had Keith Morrison uh, as narr- narrating this, that yeah. would have been awesome. His creepy... Even if you brought back, like, for example, they had Danny Glover narrate uh, the new Cold Case Files. Like, he's got a good voice. Like, I mean, and, and, you know, some sort of narration would have been nice, I admit. But I don't think that would have solved the the ultimate, you know, issue with this, this episode or episode two. Because there's just not enough meat on the bone. This is a case that at best should have been 10, 12 minutes. And, and, and Keith Morrison in there with chairman for the Veteran Memorial Fund. CEO of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, consultant to the Mitre Company, presidential aide to Ronald Reagan and George W. Bush. It appears that John Parsons Weir III was a very prominent man in society. Yet, on December 31st, his body was discovered in a landfill by a worker as it fell onto a trash heap. Yeah, I mean, just something like yeah. that, you know. I mean, yeah. like that—that that would have like made it better, you know. Like in his creepy ass old man. It would have made it better, but if it was still forty minutes, I, yeah, I, I don't right. Think. And yeah, it's still, even Keith still wouldn't have been able to carry it. it what I love no. about Keith Morrison's narrating is it seems like he's delighting in these like awful yeah. things that are happening yeah. to these people. <laughs> and like, like the way you do it, do your impression of him, it sounds like you know an excitable old man. Yeah, but that's how know? that's how he comes across. Yeah. And Bill Hader do, does an amazing yes. Keith Morrison uh, impression. Oh yeah, that was a that was a great sketch. And like that was one of the few uh, SNL sketches from like you know past few years that I thought was really good. Yeah, like like they did uh like some segment where uh, he's portraying Keith Morrison and some lady's talking about like this horrible thing that happened. She's like, and then they found my daughter in the ditch and it just pans to Bill and he's got that crazy fa- facial expression and he's like, <laughs> go on. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how Keith Morrison is though. That's how when he like interviews, mm. it's so fucking funny. Like it's like that, but that, that is a, an indefinable kind of thing that's unique to him. That's what, that's what makes him so good at what, what he does. Mm-hmm. And that same can be st- said for uh, Robert Stack, you know, yeah. Robert Stack had his own, you know, gruff Elliot Ness style way that he would narrate that. Uh, and just something about that voice, man. I don't know what it was, but it was fucking uh, the baritone, the, the, the overall tone of it. To me, it just, and- it just signaled, something some entertaining important shit is about to come your way 
Because he even yeah. did a, a show called uh, Gangland or something like that. Uh-huh. And, and he essentially, I think he even might, might have wore the same damn trench coat. But it was almost like <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries Part 2, but he talked about just gangs. And it was like the same. He was just as great on that show as he was on Unsolved Mysteries. So it wasn't like, you know, it was lightning mm. in a bottle. Like he could do that on any show with just how he was. Yeah. So, uh, as you can see, once again, we'd rather talk about other <laughs> shows. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Mike. You keep you keep call, calling us out on that one. <laughs> so, uh, Jack Wheeler, uh, his body was discovered by a landfill worker. His death was later ruled a homicide. His death was due to assault and blunt force trauma. Uh, but there was something that was left out of this episode that uh, apparently on the coroner's report, it also said a heart attack was also one of the reasons why he died. Jesus, he, I don't, he, I, I don't. He died of like five different things. Yeah. So it was, it was determined that all of the stops the garbage truck had made that day involved large commercial disposal bins in New York, a uh, Newark. Uh, a, f- a few miles from Jack's home. Prior to Jack's death, he was cited several times. On December 29th, he was cited by- at the Newcastle County Courthouse parking garage. He was disorientated and wearing only one shoe. Uh, this isn't that unusual, though, because it's insinuated that this is him forgetting things is a normal occurrence. Because his brain is just constantly overloaded with these, these things that he has planned. So then he'll like forget where he parked his car and he'll take a cab home. So it seems like that isn't something that's completely out of left field when it comes to, you know, Jack. Which it must be nice, you know, to to be so well off that you can, you know, forget your car numerous times and uh, take a cab and, you know really not uh be that much of a a problem not leave that much of a dent on your bank account yeah you're not really put out by it it's like oh that's fine i'll just you know take a cab and you know take another cab to or you know i don't know that um that would still be a pain in the ass though like i i'd if i were him i'd be like dude i gotta get my shit together and stop doing this this is just like really or i would just stop driving I would take cabs or take a Lyft or, or, you know, an Uber to where I need to go. I don't know. Old people don't really like uh, giving up things that they've always done. You know, changes and all that uh, uh, some popular of a thing. Uh, I've, so I've, apparently... I remember my great-grandfather, man. Like, he was so fucking old and senile. He was, like, in his 90s. And... Um, uh-huh. They finally had to take his keys away because at at one point he got in his car and just drove and I guess just didn't know where he forgot, got confused, whatever. And he ended up driving all the way to Jack's Beach, which is like like hours away from where he lived. And uh, at that point, like, okay, it's it's you you don't get to drive anymore, you know, but he was Mm -hmm. fighting, you know, kicking and screaming, giving giving those keys away. So he was acting disorientated, or he was disorientated. I don't, I don't, you know, people acting disorientated. I don't know about that. I was wearing only one shoe. He tried to gain access in the garage, uh, of the garage on foot, claiming that he wanted to warm up before paying the parking fee. He told the attendant that his briefcase had been stolen. 
It was he was also he also said that he was not intoxicated. It was later determined that his car was in a different garage. Uh, later that day, Jack asked a pharmacist in Newcastle for a ride to Wilmington. He reportedly looked upset at the time. The pharmacist offered to call him a cab. He then left the store. On December 30th, he was seen wandering around various office buildings, including, uh, was it Mitre? Is that what it is? Yeah. Mitre and DuPont. Several people asked if he needed help, but he refused any assistance. I mean, and there's also a little bit of information here. Uh, when the police went into his house, there were, uh, you know, chairs were turned over. There were, uh, you know, bottles of stuff that were knocked over and spilled on the floor. And uh, there was also this uh, thing with uh, his neighbors. Like, there was a house that's being built next door that he was upset about. And there was like a smoke bomb that was lit off in in this house that was being built, and his phone was found uh, near the site, as if he might have done it. Yeah, as if he might have done it. But even if he did do it, I don't know why that would lead to him getting killed over that. This to me, the smoke bomb thing and the and the and the other house seemed like events that weren't really connected to his death. It just felt like more padding for this particular episode. Like, oh, and then this 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 also happened. And his phone was found there, okay? He's known to leave things all the time. I mean I I, so I do think that, that just, was I do think that was worth mentioning on their part. It was it was, yeah, maybe I mean, but, but you know, I like like um, I just didn't see how it connected really to anything. Except over the a completely different crime of like attempted arson. Like when they showed um it's so hard to say because like I, I like the episodes are so forgettable, but like I know that they'll like hang on certain scenes or they'll show certain like stock clips or they'll just kind of interview people for way longer than they should. Um, like when the old man went into, um, Jack's house and found it all in a, yes. in a disarray, yeah. like I felt like that took longer than, you know, they inter- yeah, definitely did. interviewed the neighbor longer than what was necessary. Um, you know, they made a whole spectacle out of how the house looked and all that. And, uh, a, a photograph or, or, you know, whatever would have sufficed, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was just uh, it's hard for me to go back and and because I watched this episode a few weeks ago and you just watched it, so it might be a little fresh yeah. in your memory. Um, mm-hmm. I know that there was one uh, episode in the season where this baby goes missing, and um, my God, it was just so such poor quality as far as like how that episode was produced. And they literally were just following following around the mom in the projects where she where they lived, and uh-huh. she just talked like at length about just kind of. I actually learned a new word, bloviate. It's just a long yeah. long winded talk about yeah. nothing too important. Yeah. So it's just pe- these people just bloviating the whole episode and like not really mm-hmm. giving us anything. And I remember at one point they just show this this. Uh, footage of uh, this basketball hoop and people playing basketball 
and then they cut to a out of focus scene of a park bench that people were sitting at and i'm like dude what what is what is the important as a as a film director or show runner whatever you want to call it what was the importance of those scenes and why did we have to hang on them for like their filler you know it's, it's padding yeah yeah that's exactly what it is and that's a problem for me i don't like that like i don't like it either i mean when you have obvious padding and 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 I thought you know the stuff with the phone. It, okay, it, it, that's another example of things being stretched out a little bit too too long for me. Is this stuff with the smoke bomb and whatever? Like they bring that up and then they cut back to something else and then they go back to it and it's like it's not that interesting to me, to be perfectly honest. Um, it does show that he may not have been this saint that he was portrayed as. You know, by the me by the media, you know, he, he was saying things, you know, about how it was a disgrace or something like that. That the you know, it's, it's a travesty or an injustice or some, you know, over the top word to describe uh, that building being built or uh, across from from his uh, home. But he wound up dead. He was found dead in the landfill and then even went as far to like interview the guy who was it was like a trash truck driver and he also worked at the landfill. I, I like what you were so, saying before, like Mike was talking on Facebook and, and he goes and you said the moment that you have to interview a garbage truck driver is is when you know that the epi- episode itself has turned to trash. Yep. And it's like, yep. I didn't even think about that. And I'm like, you know what? That's actually a really good point. The moment that you, <laughs> and they gave this, they, they, they gave this guy a lot of airtime. They shot, they, they interviewed him at least twice. I mean, they interviewed him, you know, once, but they have two, di- uh, two sequences, at least two sequences with this guy. So you have the first one where he's talking about the day when he found the body. Okay. And then there's another one. That's just the he's epitome descri- of useless <laughs> fucking padding where he is describing the differences between two dumpsters. Yeah. And like one's a seven eight and one's an eight, whatever. I'm like, why the fuck this model do I this model has need to know uh, this. This model slides open on the side and this model doesn't. And homeless people sometimes sleep in this one and and we call them haulers, okay? Because they right. always holler whenever you uh, go to dump the trash bin and they, they, they jump out of it and they start hollering at you or whatever. Now, I'm reminded of, say... Um, and I guess it was it was used... I guess they had that part because there's a theory that he... That Jack hid in a dumpster for warmth because he was because his body that. was initially traced to have uh, been in a dumpster in Newark before it was dumped in the landfill. And so the theory is that he hid in the dumpster for warmth and then got killed, but why was his body not, like, crushed and, like, in even worse, you know, shape? If he was smashed in a dumpster truck and then dumped. I mean, might as well uh, interview the damn uh, 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 parking garage attendant that uh, interacted with Jack whenever uh, he was seen on tape with with like, they probably a tried to, yeah. but they couldn't get they couldn't find the parking uh, garage attendant. 
Might as well just uh, you know find a way to you know interview the dang seagulls you know that were over on the fucking trash heap. Might, uh, might as well just, interview the uh, subway the guy who worked at Subway who uh, made Jack's tuna fish sandwich uh, that that day for lunch. You know, just this is the kind of stuff that you would see in a parody of Unsolved Mysteries. You know, where they interview uh, the trash guy, or they interview the Subway sandwich, you know, sandwich uh, artist. artist. Yeah, sandwich yeah. artist. Yeah. But it's real. Yep. It's not, it's an, it's an official Unsolved Mysteries uh, episode. So, he disappeared, wound up dead... And the theories are that he was killed by some, maybe some shady government, you know, organization or the mob or, you know, he, you know, got in the trash uh, bin and got trashed. I, I, I really don't know for sure what happened to him, but we do know that he was murdered. I don't buy the idea that he like got in the dumpster. I don't buy that at all. Uh, I think he was murdered. I think maybe it was something to do with uh, mitre or, or some some kind of thing that he was doing. He was acting a little bit disorientated. Uh, they 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 spent this absurdly long time to me pointing out like he put on a hoodie and like you know that's very uncharacteristic of him to put on a black hoodie and you know go you know out like it was probably cold. I don't know. I mean, it's the only thing that he had on him. I didn't. What was? What, were you expecting him to just pull a fur coat out of his fucking pocket or some shit? Um. But yeah, I, he he met his demise due to I think something he was involved with. Like some people said, did he like uh, see something he shouldn't have, or was he in the wrong place at you know the wrong time? You know that kind of thing. And I agree with that theory. You know, I think due to his political connections, maybe there was something that he was working on or was dealing with, and uh, wound, he wound up getting killed. You know, and, I, and the reason why it's going to be unsolved is probably because of the fact that it's some kind of shadowy, you know, government underground uh, thing where a mob hit. No one's going to talk, you know, if that's the case. So that th those cases will never be solved. It's like that that prison warden, or was he a warden? It was that it was in Oregon. It was on the original Unsolved Mysteries. It was actually a really good case. The one where the guy was going to reform the prison system oh, in Oregon. Yeah, and he got he and, got murdered. Yeah, yeah. That's not that hasn't been solved either. Probably never will be. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's certain cases like that where it's just like. Um, you know, like, 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 I mean, usually if it's like a, a vengeance killing or something like that, uh, you, you can, you can kind of like figure out who it was eventually because it's mm -hmm. personal. But if it's like just a hired hit where the person has no personal connection to the victim, uh, which obviously that that's, that's what, I mean, they were talking about by him being dumped in the damn trash heap or whatever in the, what's the name of that? The uh, landfill. landfill. That's right. Him being dumped in the landfill. They were saying that sounds like a mob, like a mafia thing. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you know. It's, it's just, a signal, you know, you're trash. You're a piece of sometimes. garbage. You're garbage. <laughs> like you're, you're a piece of garbage. <laughs> what, what was the guy's name? Uh, Storm. Uh, Jack. Uh, oh, Storm yeah. in Hell. Storm in Hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's first name, whatever. But, um, yeah. I mean, is there anything else to say about this? I don't really have anything else to say, no. except it was a really dull, boring, suck hole of an episode. And if you thought that one was boring, and that was that was <laughs> that was the season opener, by the way. And I got like halfway, at least I got halfway through this, and I was somewhat interested. The second episode, I I I honestly clicked away and was just like doing you know internet google searches and looking up film trivia (laughs) while i was listening to uh that episode in the background because it was so fucking boring and tedious and just the epitome of a stretch armstrong kind of uh episode the the where you're just like this is like five to eight minutes maybe I don't even know if this would have even been on the radar of the original Unsolved Mysteries. The uh, the headline for this case, to sum it up, is Journalist Simps for Attractive Woman Found Dead in Hotel. <laughs> death in Oslo, uh, a.k.a. the death of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> yeah, this one was, oh, oh, buddy, this was rough. This was a rough one. They, they, I... Like, when I read the, the blurb, the little description for it under the episode on Netflix and or whatever. And they think this one is hot shit because that is the picture of the girl. Yeah. You know, the 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 drawing is used for, like, the promo for, like, the, the banner for this, for this uh, volume on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, like, uh, when reading the description, I was like, all right, this this could be maybe interesting. And then within, like, 20 minutes or 15 minutes in, I'm like... Uh, Five minutes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh. I guess 10 minutes, because you have, like, the intro and everything. 10 minutes in. So, at 10.44 p.m. on Wednesday, May 31st, 1995... This is another thing I want to point out real quick. Um... On the original Unsolved Mysteries, the cases that they would cover on, say, like, let's say they were covering, like, the season three, which would, let's say that was, like, 92 or something like that. The cases that they would be covering would be from, at the earliest, it would be, like, maybe 1985. That would be, like, the earliest that they would go. Um, No, they covered some 70s cases before. Well, did they? Yeah. Seemed few and far between. I guess the point it wasn't it wasn't common, but they did. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that the new unsolved mysteries. I thought they'd feature a little bit more newer like cases. Well, I mean, the last one was a newer case technically. When did that happen? 2010. 2010. I mean, ten a decade ago. I mean, I guess. Well, that falls right in line with what they would do on, you know, Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know. I felt like back the in the day, Mysteries. if they had an episode that took place in, like, 1993, they were covering a case that happened in 1992 or 91 or 1988 or something. It just seemed like they were more on top of, like, current uh, situation. Like, I saw this fucking movie recently, this documentary on Hulu or Netflix called uh, Audrey and Daisy or something like that. Uh-huh. And it was about these uh, high school girls. Uh, one of them committed suicide after some boys drew on her, uh, and, 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 like 
drew on her naked at a party because she was passed out oh, and they, they took pictures and circulated around the school and she's like oh i'm never gonna that's fucked up i'm never gonna recover from this like I'm, my reputation's ruined and her mom found her hanging in her bathroom blah 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 it was it was a really uh moving um documentary on on how rough life is for um uh, teenage girls but mm-hmm. my point point being is that like that happened in like 2015 and it's like the, the why you know like why aren't they looking to find cases like that because that was an interesting case like that was super interesting and it was like an hour and a half and it felt worth it felt every bit of it felt just maybe they got they got beat to the punch by these other true crime right, shows right that and that's actively fine, but- trying to cover these cases that weren't you know, already covered by these uh, other basic bitch true crime shows on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, but even or back in the even back in the day, though, like uh, Amer- America's Most Wanted and Unsolved Mysteries would constantly do the same cases. Oh, yeah, they just they had different would, takes for sure. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's not uncommon. But it's like, why aren't they? No. Why aren't you doing stuff like that? What or uh, an American Murder, the the uh, mystery next door, or whatever. That yeah. that's another fantastic case that could have been covered in and boiled down to a shorter time yeah i mean there's like if there's there's still great compelling cases out there but i uh, man this shit that they chose for this just talk <laughs> about bottom of the fucking barrel so uh anyway 1995 and uh that's the third time i i think you've decided not to talk <laughs> i'll talk about uh this uh, particular rendition of unsolved so anyway may 31st 1995 <laughs> a woman checked into the oslo plaza hotel accompanied by a male companion she used the name jennifer fairgate while the man used the name louise fairgate she claimed to be 21 years old and a native of belgium the pair stayed in room 22805 which cost uh 1845 kroner per night i don't know if that's a lot of money uh it sounds like it but then again a uh, thousand yen in Japan. I guess from what I heard, it is. Okay. This was like a really like high end, yeah, five it star was, right. hotel. The pair stayed in the room for three nights, but then did not pay for their stay despite warnings from hotel staff, which they acknowledged. Luis was not in the room between Thursday and Friday morning. The do not disturb sign was placed on the door during the, those days. At 7.50 p.m. on June 3rd, a gunshot was heard by a security guard. Um, basically, the security guard knocked on the door because they were suspicious. And like when he did that, that's when the gunshot was heard. So yep. it was almost like she was waiting for someone to like show up and knock for her. That was like her cue. I don't yep. know. Uh, or someone else's cue. Yeah. So a second shot was heard soon after. Uh after a few minutes, the guard entered the room and found Jennifer lying face up on the bed with a gunshot wound to her forehead. The gun rested in her hand, held to her chest. Police believed that the suicide was planned. The gun was a Browning 9mm pistol manufactured in Belgium in 1990 and 91. And then you have this journalist, uh, what is it, Lars Wegner? I mean, that's who it is, the guy who is just featured prominently throughout this segment. And I'm like, what a fucking amateur. <laughs> this amateur private investigator. Oh, he's a journalist. Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean you're an expert on, you know, crime solving or being a detective or any of this. He's not even a private investigator. He's just some journalist. Right. And so he's taken it upon himself to try to solve this case. 
And Vlovating is right because he's, you know, talking about like, why is this an important case? He's like, you know? why is this important? People die all the time. And um, I, I think it's important because this woman had a family that people that uh, need to know where she I honestly think he, he, he found her attractive and 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 <laughs> I mean, not not like in a necrophiliac kind of way. But yeah, but I think, yeah. you know, he saw her and was like, oh, what a shame. You know, she was really pretty. You I know. mean, she's got some, and uh, I think the actress's name is Anne Perillaud, uh, uh from uh, uh, La Femme Nikita. She's got some, you know, some of those sort of vibes. But uh, the dude was trying to, when you the moment when your interviewee is saying things like, uh, "Why is this case important?" Then you're on you're you're on the wrong path. Yeah, because unless you have the interviewee. And the case itself is so meaty and so interesting and so uh, complicated and just bizarre th that you, it warrants that kind yeah, of Yeah, like you shouldn't uh, have to uh, ask yourself, during a true crime, a good true crime case, you shouldn't have to ask yourself, why is this case important? You know, it's, it's it, it becomes self-evident why it's important because it's either really tragic or it's really fucked up or yeah. whatever um you know i mean and there are instances where they could bring someone that like that up and you'd be like okay all right yeah it is important because we need to you know there's some mystery within a mystery kind of thing right. you know conspiracy you know whatever but they just but they they, this, they just like theorized and postulated on yeah i mean they brought in this guy who is like a retired foreign uh, equivalent yeah. to the FBI or whatever. I mean, all of this comes down to is that, like you said, this investigator Lars simping for this this uh, spy chick, and uh, just coming up with all these theories about why, how she died, or, or, or you know what happened to her, and then you know se trying to prop this up as some really important big deal. Um, I think in a lot of ways to legitimize himself too as a journalist yeah. because he's been continuously writing about this case. Um, so I think there's a little bit of some ego going on here. Uh, and and he's saying things like, well, you know, she, she has a family and she died and, you know, uh, you know, everybody, you know, something like some of the do. Like, I, I got the quote here. I'm going to bring it up because uh, I sent it to you on on Facebook. Because I was just like, yeah, uh, you know, she was murdered and we need to know we who who did it. It's like, yeah, I mean, not every murder case is worth 40 minutes <laughs> of, you know, yeah, information. And I mean, that's the thing is like, again, not trying to be disrespectful to. Yeah, he says uh, every life, you know, matters. Right. But when it. When it appears to be that person's choice to end their life, then there's not really any mystery there, is there? No. I, and and uh, I, I don't buy that she was murdered. I think either she knew that she was in so deep and whatever she was doing that she was like, okay, I'll take the, the route of, of getting killed, you know, instead of being tried or whatever or for her crimes or captured and tortured she's like you know do me in or she did it herself 
I don't buy the idea, the theories that some, you know, she was murdered. I, I don't really buy that at all. I do buy into the idea and, and the theory that uh, she was a spy. It makes sense. It adds up. She's got all the... Uh, the most interesting thing about this case to me is the the lack of identification for her. You know, all of her clothes don't have anything on them. You know, her passport's missing. All of these things that could identify her are gone, except for the the sheet that she she uh, used to uh, sign into the hotel with this mysterious person, who I think was probably someone that she was working with. Maybe might have even been the guy who killed her. You know, but but um, my God, when when they find out what town she was from and they go there in the episode oh, yeah. and they're literally walking around, uh-huh. walking up to people going like, did you recognize this person? And then they and then they, it's, it's like, no, no, I don't. OK, thank <laughs> you. And then they talk to the fucking mayor of this small town and the mayor's like, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't know her. And they're just kind of sitting there like, well, do you know anywhere where we can get a good Wiener schnitzel? Because we're getting a little bit hungry right now. Oh, yeah, I know a great Wiener schnitzel place. Speaking of that, didn't she eat like a, a her last meal was some kind of sausage or something, if I remember correctly? I don't know. Um, But yeah, it, it's, it, it's such a stretched out... You know, tedious, slow uh, episode. All facts, because, ladies and gentlemen. All facts. And, and and the case itself, you're probably bored. You know, just hearing us, to, you know, tell you about it. And there's a reason for that because there's not really a lot to be, you know, had here or anything that's like, oh, like particularly, you know, deep or interesting or thought provoking. Let's take. Let's take so another. Maybe th- she was. She was a spy. Uh, maybe. Most likely. Maybe. Maybe. We don't even know that. We don't, we even, don't know even know that, that for sure. We're just, no. uh, we're we're taking one of the most interesting things that we could possibly pull out of our ass and saying maybe. Let's let's compare another suicide <laughs> case from the original Unsolved Mysteries and show why it's so much better and more interesting. Kurt Cobain. He was found up in uh, up in a room above his garage three days. After he had killed himself, uh, after the police had already searched the residence and they said they couldn't see that room, so they didn't check it. Uh, let's take Kurt Cobain. And he was the frontman for Nirvana, a band that a lot of people like. Super interesting story there. Big rock star, well known. Um, the circumstances in which his body was found were very precarious as far as how the gun was positioned and. Uh, the amount of heroin that was in his system, and then there's the Courtney Love angle, and uh-huh. all this other kind of stuff, and uh, wow, yeah, super interesting. What a great episode! I would say, the segment I, in itself- terms of other cases, I, I would say the one with the the double agent, you know, the guy who was yeah. working for yeah. who, who, uh, who, the FBI and the and, Russian embassy, you know, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was found uh, electrocuted. He died from electrocution wounds in his hotel, and he literally called his wife right before he died, saying, uh, "If something happens," or he said, "Sue the United States uh, government." They blah 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 blah, and then he was found dead. These are things that actually happened. These are not things that we uh, assume happened. We don't assume mm-hmm. that that this lady was a double or or this guy was a, dub- a double agent. That, we know uh, he was. It's, it's- 
Yeah, exactly. And speaking of assumptions, we don't assume that because uh, the lady took a shower and, you know, went to the hotel and actually was uh, dressed nicely that she wasn't depressed or distraught enough to take her own life. Because that was an assumption that this, you know, expert on this case, Lars, made during this episode that made me cringe. Because I'm like, why are you making that assumption? They're like, oh, they're not going to, they're just dirty, stinky, you know, hopeless loser people. You know, anyone who kills themselves has no, uh, doesn't care about, you know, hygiene, doesn't care about, you know, anything in terms of their personal appearance. There might be some instances where that's the case, but that doesn't mean that that's all instances. I will say it was weird how she, like, made a concerted effort to remove all the labels off of her clothes. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's a spy thing. And it makes sense why it's still unsolved, is because it's a spy thing. They don't want it to be solved, the, the uh, the 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 Illuminati or whoever. Well, I don't think it's the Illuminati. I, I think it's you know the you know what is, what is it? A Sweden? It was it was an Oslo? So it's Norway. Um. And Mike, I think so. I have an apology to make to you. I should not have assumed. Just because the show was called Unsolved Mysteries, it was going to be good. I told you so. I thought it was going to be good. But I will say, though, and I have said this uh, to a lot of people um, in our group and to Mike, uh, season two is making season one of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix look like that hot fire, son. Good Lord. These these episodes are just, just, just making me crave the first season. I'm like, Jesus, the first season... Uh, you know, there was, there was some, uh, I'm not even going to go that far. I mean, the first season is better, but if I'm going to have any cravings, it's just to go back to, you know, the original bag of chips that is, uh, you know, the original unsolved mysteries, you know, this second season, um, is as, or volume two or volume, whatever yeah, volume two, it. whatever it's as bad as the Farina episodes, but in a different way. Yep. It's. A new show, so I'll give it credit for that. It's not taking the beloved cases and stripping Robert Stack from and them. I, and I will give this, uh, you know, this Oslo, uh, death in uh, Oslo uh, segment this, the the interspersed uh, kind of reenactments, but not really. Those were well shot. I did like the the music that was used here. It seems like they're starting to take more of a page from the original score in terms of like inserting the unsolved mysteries theme in different ways throughout the episodes. I think that's that's a nice change of pace and a good thing that I think they should use going forward. But uh, if you're going to do these forty minute episodes in volume three or four or whatever, uh. Pick a case that is worth that length, because otherwise you're just wasting people's time. Uh, yeah, because I mean, even the Kurt Cobain segment from uh, the original Unsolved Mysteries that wasn't anywhere near forty minutes. The only one of the only segments that I can, the only two segments that come to mind. JFK? Huh? Was it JFK? No, it was Martin Luther King. Oh, Martin Luther King. Mar- yeah, that's the Martin one, Luther yeah. King and Alcatraz. Those were the only two yeah. cases that I can think. Well, Alcatraz of. Alcatraz was a special. Yeah. Alcatraz was a special. The actual 
portion. Yeah, but I mean, talking about how, the interest, Alcatraz how interesting of a case is that, though? I mean, good lord, you have these yeah, these inmates exactly. who went to these crazy in, ingenious lengths, and then Unsolved Mysteries did MythBusters. Oh, I you know, know before I know that was so goofy. Yeah, they, they actually like. <laughs> Like Robert Stacks, like in a boat, and he's like, "All right, we're on site here in uh, fucking Angel Island by Alcatraz Prison. Do we have our scuba diver ready, Steve? Are you ready?" And like, they actually like did a test. Yeah. To, they they put uh-huh. three guys in a boat in a raft that was similar to the raft that the uh, Angler Anglo Brothers or whatever their name was, mm-hmm. the raft that they made, and then they hired this. Uh, champion swimmer and um that they wanted as silly and as sweeps week <laughs> yeah right as that particular uh stunt was it's more entertaining than either of it, these it, yeah it was entertaining because um the the swimmer was able to uh was he was able to do it now granted he was yeah. wearing nothing but a speedo and a, mm-hmm. a cap for his head and goggles um and and uh the you know, Alcatraz people, they were they would they would have been wearing clothes, you know, like they're Well they might have been able to take their clothes off. Yeah, I mean their bodies have never been found. So I mean I it's Highland I mean their their bones could be in Davy Jones locker, that's why they haven't been found. But I mean typically when a dead when a body dies in uh-huh. water, it, 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 it floats for a while. So do you have anything else to say about death in Oslo? No, I don't. Honestly, I mean, we've talked. <laughs> uh, we've talked about. Yeah, she could be a spy, but who knows? She she committed yeah. suicide. That was you know, or or she was murdered. I believe. I mean, the, you know, they they are missing a critical key to even make this an unsolved because they need more than this. Like they need need more evidence. Yeah, they need like okay, we have all this. This is a good start to an episode. But we need some other shit before we can really make it a compelling episode. That's why I don't think this would have ever been on the original Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Now, if they had, because if they there's had, not enough there. If they had found like a note that was written in some weird language and they translated and it said this, that, and the other, or if there was or like the guy with the five dollar bill. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the in the um. Yeah. Where they painted his tongue with that LSD shit and. Um, God. Yeah, that just <laughs> yeah, it just this is, just reminds this is me what this been, podcast. This, this, this just reminds me how much better the old show, like the shit yes. that they talked about on that, uh-huh. it was just like oh, so good. And then you had Don Devereaux on there and fucking folks. This podcast is just Mike and Josh, uh, you know, tearing the the new uh, volume of Unsolved Mysteries, a new one. And reminiscing about the old days. We're That's we're really literally we're a living is. Bruce Springsteen song right now, <laughs> with with how we're talking about the original compared to this new episode. One day, me and Mike are gonna sit back in our favorite bar and reminisce about the glory days. In Robert Stack's eyes, glory days. The new ones make me cry, glory days. Tears of boredom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. But you know what? Maybe this maybe this yeah. was the, the shot of B12 in our ass at this podcast. We needed an enemy. We needed something to hate. <laughs> because we were just covering stuff that was just too interesting previously. And we needed something. Oh, uh, we, We've covered some stuff we hated. Like that weird uh, alien yeah, guy. Yeah, that alien documentary. That was fantastic. 
I actually wish I could remember. Uh, you're gonna have to remind me of name because I want to show people how bad that is. Extraordinary. Okay. Oh, oh my God! The aliens are playing with my nipples. Oh, that's my sensitive spot. Oh, I'm getting so turned on. Oh. God, that. Uh, I want to go back and listen to that episode just so I can hear myself make fun of it. <laughs> there's a sequel, but I don't. I don't think it's got. Well, I think the same guy is there, but there's other people too talking about how. Uh, they were inseminated or something because oh, it's called the seeding. <laughs> that is awesome. Fucking love that. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna do this like consecutively week by week, but you know, prepare for us to uh, break down uh, the rest of the episodes. And you know what? If they were good, you know who the first fucking person in the room to, would be to say it was good? It would be me. It would be me. I have Robert Stack I, tattooed I on my body forever. I'd be the first I would. Person. I would uh, be one of the first people, too, because I've been really skeptical about this series to begin with. So, Yeah, I mean, and from our group, it, uh, it, you know, which is a pretty good cross-section of people of different ages, genders, and, and races and all that, if our group is any cross-section, then, uh, like, 90% of the people out there feel the same way we do about it. Uh you know, we got some people on the group saying, yeah, I couldn't get through it. Uh, wow, this is so boring. Wow, I can't believe they dragged this out for 40 minutes. Um, and uh, the, the episode that they end on for this um, season, I won't spoil it for you, but good Lord, uh, it was like one of the worst. Uh, it wasn't worse than this one, the ap- uh, apartment, hotel, whatever the fuck, uh, the spy, supposedly. This was like the worst one on the entire season. But um, the the very last one was pretty uh, pretty goddamn close. Um, so yeah, on to some Josh Flower Diaries. <laughs> this might be a short, uh, which are bound to be more entertaining oh, than either of these episodes. By country mile, Mike. Um, yeah. So, um, anyway, perks of being a Josh Flower. Uh, when I was um, a teenager, I I wrote in this online blog called uh, zanga.com and i would post in it pretty fucking frequently and i did that until like age 24 and a few months ago i discovered the uh saved diaries um and i've been reading them on the podcast in a segment we like to call the perks of being a josh flower uh we're leaving off on thursday april 28th 2005 i would have been uh shit how old would i have been i think i was was 16 I want to say. So here we go. Yeah, I'm pretty much bored right now. And I'm like pretty sad, man. Casey is acting so different lately. I hate the fact that this post has to be seen by everyone, but no one reads this anyway, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Years later, Josh, many people will hear about it, though. Anyway, I feel like Casey's life is too busy for me to be a part of it. Shit, I'm not a big part of her life now. I'm just some little shit she talks to at night. I can't even see her at school anymore because she's so fucking paranoid about everything. She wouldn't even kiss me the other day for reasons unknown to me or anyone else in this world, for that matter. I don't know. I'm just so frustrated. I just want to die, kinda, and leave everything. Whoa. I know. Damn. I honestly never thought I said that in my... I, I, to this day, I tell people, yeah, I never wanted to kill myself. Wow, okay. I can tell you 110% I didn't mean that. Even even like 
now I can go back into. It's just it's just your uh, over early edgy yeah. uh, Tumblr kind my of hair, post. my hair flip. Yeah, and dude, I mean, what kind of what kind of <laughs> if Tumblr was around, you would be you know what what kind of online what shit. kind of online blogger are you if you don't at some point talk about suicide? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Uh, so I I just want to die kind of and leave everything. My life still sucks, but I'm used to that. I'm still not doing shit in my music. My dad is happy now that he's got his pain pills, but it's it's the drugged happiness. It's not natural. I have the urge to masturbate when I start do... Wait, uh, hold on. That got... Wait. I have what? the urge to masturbate... What? Okay, now I read that wrong. I just went from my I just went from my dad's pain pills to me having the urge. <laughs> okay, I have the urge to masturbate, but when I start doing it, it feels weird. I had a massive <laughs> panic attack today in chapel, and it was why do I go from my dad's pain pills to masturbating to panic attacks in chapel? Man, can't masturbating to your dad's pain pills in chapel in chapel. In chapel. <laughs> God. <laughs> I had a massive panic attack today in chapel and it was the longest fucking chapel of the whole motherfucking year so go so go the fuck figure you want to talk about pain and suffering have a panic attack okay these were the things that were going on inside of me all at once one suffocating two extreme fear three embarrassment four tremors five fear of having a seizure six a fucking heart attack seven did I mention suffocation eight I felt extremely hot. Then at the end, extremely cold. What the fucking hell is going the fuck on? Why am I having these fucking shit panic attacks? I'm fucking taking fucking medicine. This isn't supposed to fucking happen. Fucking false advertisement douchebags. All, all in caps with a bunch of exclamation points. If you want to talk about fucking being sad, take someone you love more than anything in your fucking life, add some extreme pain and suffering, and then make the panic attacks come back into the picture. Take away the thing that made you the most happiest, my band. Make my dad not have a job, and you get a hell of a fucking emo song. No, fuck you. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. This shit is real, and it's happening. I'm not exaggerating. Shit! When I was panicking today, I dug my fingernails so deep into my skin, it drew blood. That's how panicked... Yeah, I used to do that. That's how panicked I was. I now remember why people cut. But emotional pain? I can deal with that shit. It's the physical torment that I can't live with. My whole Are you sure you can deal with the emotional thing? My whole life is a fucking wheel. Same shit, different terrain. Will someone drive me onto pavement? Lol. Wow. Even in my worst moments, I still have wow. I still have to laugh at st- stupid analogies. Katie, you look so emo today. I wanted to take a doo-doo on your chest. I d- what? I think Katie was Casey's friend. I don't I don't feel like talking about Casey right now because she made me mad today. She totally blows me off now. I, I just start. I just spent the whole first part of this paragraph talking about her, and now I'm saying I don't want to talk about her. Uh, she totally blows me off. I think she is losing her love for me, or losing her her love for life. Period. Who could blame her? She's been cursed with the worst home life, psycho- psychologically. I think I've ever heard of. I mean, I've heard of some fucked up shit, but not like this. So maybe she does have a good reason for blowing me off. I mean, I would blow myself off if I was her. God, that sounds so wrong. Is she tired of me? Does she still share the same goals in life that I do? Is she still trying 100% to be with me intimately? Am I? Yes, I am. She's not. Or maybe she just doesn't have to always feel like she's got to kiss me. But God, does this confuse me. We never get to, to do it. Why wouldn't she kiss me? We never get to fucking do it! <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. 
Well, you know what? <laughs> if we had kissed, it would have only been a fucking peck, and then we would have felt paranoid. I want all or nothing. I want fucking making out and shit, or I don't want anything. Peck just don't do it for me. It's fucking one! Oh, why the fuck do you care, Zanga, you sick bastards? Why do you have to be so convenient? Oh, yeah, and I still fucking hate emo kids and hardcore kids. Um, and then I drop a MySpace.com link. Go fuck them. Oh, oh, and MySpace.com can go fuck themselves, fucking trendy douchebags. Fuck stupid trendy people. I do what I want. I don't care if it's not good enough for you. Bye, fucking asshole bitches. <laughs> Yeah, okay, now I remember. So this is when MySpace was just starting to get big and everyone was leaving Zanga to go over to MySpace. And of course, being the edgy little uh, fucking... You you went to MySpace. Oh, I, I eventually... Of course I did. Of course, I was a little bitch, dude. I was a little whiny little <laughs> bitch. Some of the- well, hey, I mean, it's like when I, I, I uh, was ranting against Blu-rays, I was like, it's not that big of a difference, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But then I got a Blu-ray player, and then I, you know, I saw the difference, and I was like, you know what, Blu-rays are cool. So I deleted that video years ago because <laughs> I'm like, you know, I don't stand behind this anymore. That's I don't stand behind that. Uh, all right, so now we have Wednesday, May fourth, two thousand five. <laughs> what a uh, what a typical way to start this out. So today fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend Cassandra did not talk to me since last Thursday, basically a week. So now today I s- different girlfriend. No, Casey. I just called her by her full oh, name, okay. Cassandra. Um, so now today I see her, and she seems like she is so uninterested in me that it's just like painfully obvious. So we start talking, and I'm like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "Nothing. I'm just tired." And I was like, "Whatever. That's bullshit. Are you mad at me?" And she's like, "Kinda, because you were listening to Josh, and because you made fun of Ariel's sister." And I put in parentheses, this girl named Ariel has a retarded sister, and Josh Delacruz pointed her out to me mm. in the yearbook, and I laughed. Wow, I'm going to hell. Yeah, I mean, that is fucked up, you know, Josh, you stupid idiot. Like, and like, as you can see, Casey's so much more mature than me at this age because she was mad at me for that, and rightfully so. That's so insensitive. And uh, that just shows you how fucking stupid I was. Anyway, back to 15-year-old Josh. So I was like... Yeah, but I called Ariel up and apologized and she was like, "Okay." And then I was th- and then I was like, "I missed you, baby." And I was like, "Did you miss me?" And she fucking just sits there and doesn't say shit. So I was like, "Okay." And I asked her again and she goes, "Kinda." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Here I put all this emotion into missing you and obsessing over you and whether you were going <laughs> to Oh my god. And whether you you were going <laughs> to call me or not and you just say, "Kinda." Well, I felt used and hurt and betrayed when she said that. So I was totally turned off by then. So I was like, do you just want to take a break? And she quickly shook her head yes. And I said, okay, I guess we will just break up. And again, she shook her head. So I was like, this sucks because I really do love you. And I really fucking do. But I think all of that stuff she said to me was just fucking bullshit. I don't think she ever loved me. Or maybe at the end, she just kind of crapped out because she sure didn't show any love towards me at the end. Six fucking months, man. Five of those months were in secrecy. Wow. I think the whole time we went out, I could count on my fingers the times I actually saw her. This was probably good, but damn, she was the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. I loved her personality and I loved her smile. God, I loved that girl, period, and I miss her so bad. This whole time, I carried my phone everywhere around the house, hoping she would call. I did it all in fucking vain because she never fucking called me. 
or even found some way to let me know why she never called. And you know why she never called? Quote, she was busy. How are you too busy to call your boyfriend over the span of like six days? Couldn't you squeeze in some time? Like, but you took a break. Like five minutes. You broke up well, with Well, this her. was before that, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Can you take like... Because I'd be like... Yeah, I, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> couldn't you... T- t- I wouldn't pe- put it past you, though. Yeah, no, I, w- like no, to, I wouldn't put know, it past me point. either. That age. <laughs> couldn't you take like five minutes to call me and let me know you're still alive? Yeah, right. She wasn't that busy. She wanted to end it because she... Because I walked away from her last Thursday. I had some attitude, I guess I paid for it. I'm going to go smoke my troubles away because that's the only thing that ever helps in Mr. Guitar and Mr. Drum Set. Bye, bitches. Casey, you wreck me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man, I, for- I forgot how goddamn obsessed I was with that girl. She Honestly, at that point in my life, that was like... the. I don't blame her for you know being like, dude, like... Yeah, you see how I come off you know, on these things? Like, like yeah. all this shit was going on in my head. I was, I was like crazy jealous. I was crazy. Um, like I had, I had so much entitlement complex going on. Like, I was entitled. For first of all, as soon as her mom said that like we weren't allowed to see each other anymore, we should have. I should have just like like ended it, you know. But like, yeah, the pathetic. Like I was still pathetic back then. So there was a side of me that's like, well, no, maybe if I like stick it out and like hang in there no you were probably just like no this is mine right you know, i was I'm like yeah gonna, pretty much. you know yeah fuck her you know da, 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 da. we were meant to be together you know yeah this whole like if i can't have you then nobody can yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was literally like i I can't understand that now but like by reading these old journal entries i'm like jesus i I sounded like one of those guys who would have like taken her by gunpoint and been like, if I can't yeah. have her, no one can. Uh, like, I was so like one of those guys in Unsolved Mysteries who, you know, just dude, do you flipped. do you now see the parallel between me and Elliot Rogers, the <laughs> yeah. incel from hell? A little. Yeah, for sure. A little. All right. This next one, I guess this is the next day, uh, Thursday, May 5th, 2005. <clears throat> well, I think I should update. I saw Casey today, and God, she was breathtakingly beautiful. Ugh, you fucking idiot. What? Stop talking. Like, it's over, bro. It's over. Like, stop. I still want to talk to her. I love that girl. And I told her this, and she agrees. So we are talking, whatever that means. I mean, if I went back out with her, that would be the same old shit, you know? So now I'm just trying to see what happens. Who knows how things will be doing this summer? She says she's going to a summer camp. That would be my worst nightmare. She's away from her parents, around a bunch of people I don't know, and she doesn't know, and they are probably hot, too. I mean, I know we ain't dating, but like I said, I love her, and I don't want to see her around anyone else. But anyway, if she goes to camp, she's going to be horny and willing to do stuff with any guy she finds hot, or she might get fingered, or who knows what. Speaking of a simp. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I never even got to do, well, fingering anyway, but damn it, I wish I could just go away to that camp too, but Brandon's dickheaded self would also be going, and how suspicious would that look? Yeah, all of a sudden I start going to her church, and then all of a sudden I go on a church trip. That sounds like a lot just to get some action, but I'd also get to se- spend some precious time with her. It could be like a honeymoon, but that will never happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a psycho! I am a fucking psycho, but that will never happen, and hopefully I can have a job over the summer so I can have some damn money. I need to drive. Damn my laziness. 
Man, it doesn't sound like I'm moving on, does it? Don't answer that. Why do I talk to you, Zanga? You are an inanimate object, because God knows I fucking hate the fact that so many people subscribe to me, because I can't even say what I want in this thing anymore. And when I said so many people, there were probably like 15 people that were following Yeah, exactly. I saw Casey (laughs) after school today with a kid named Travis Keeling. I probably shouldn't have named this kid, oh well. He's so fucking stupid looking. That's... That's who Casey was supposedly dating the first week we went out months ago. So I figured after me, it would either be him or a douche named Taylor Owensby. Oh, well, I guess I'm doxing both people. Both are douches. I really don't think she would move on so fast, especially since she reciprocated her love for me today. So, you know, if you love someone still, you can't move on, right? Well, I love her, damn it, and I can't move on. It's so pathetic. I'm pathetic, you know? Yeah, Josh, you are fucking pathetic, and it's very obvious. <laughs> I can bet you, like, 25 cents that if I had broken up with her... <laughs> 25 cents? Hey, that, wow, was enough to, that was enough to buy a penny whistle back in my day. That was a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I can bet you, like, 25 cents if I had broken up with her and never talked to her again, she would have never approached me or called me. She would have forgotten about me. She wouldn't tell anyone about what we did unless her new boyfriend asked. Can't blame her. Yeah, no, me neither. And I would be history. (laughs) But with me, I will always remember her. She is slash was my everything. Wow, how fucking obsessed do I sound? Well, when I Uh (laughs) love when I love someone this much, what uh, what would one expect? Well, I hope she calls me anyway. Bye, stupid fucking sick perverted Zanga page. Why was I so angry at Zanga? (laughs) They just provided a a window into my sick. That'd be like if you were writing a journal and then you would be like, fuck you, stupid journal. <laughs> well, I, sometimes I'll like open the door weird and I'll hit myself in the head with the door and then I punch the shit out of the door. Like it's a fucking door's fault, you know? Like, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Wow. What a fucking uh, psychopath. Um, oh, Casey actually commented on one of these. Uh, wow. Uh, she goes, hey, sorry I've been blowing you off. It's just that now that we broke up, I feel so weird talking to you, and then we kind of act like we're still going out. I don't want you to start hating me because I broke up with you because you're awesome. You just got to understand how much freaking stress I was under the entire time we went out. And no, I'm not going to go out with Taylor or Travis because they're both pricks. I don't want to go out with anyone if that's all right with you. Oh, well, again, Casey was a year younger, two years younger than me at that point, And yeah. yet she still comes off as the more mature one. That's just how pathetic mm-hmm. I was. All right. This is the last one, I guess. And then we, we can call it. This is from Tuesday, uh, May 10th, 2005. Yeah, I was really mad yesterday. I'm not going to private post. I don't know what my problem was, but now I don't have any subscriptions. <laughs> So if, if y'all could just... <laughs> I don't know what my problem was. And I was just complaining about how many people subscribed to me. And now I do a little... I, I said I don't have any subscriptions. I have a little sad face thing. A little. That'd be like if you did a... You, your YouTube channel was, you know, like vlogs. And you were just complaining about stuff. And then you got like 15 subs. And then you were all like, I don't know why anybody subscribes to me. You know, fuck you, you subs. Listen to me, you know, rant and rave about my personal life. And then they're like, all right, fine. <laughs> We're going to stop subscribing to you. Um, nah, this post doesn't look very, very fruitful. I'm surprised that they uh, stayed. Yeah, I, I, uh, they left, actually. I'm surprised they left. Well, with all the... In- because you know how some people, you know, are, you know, they subscribe for, you know, the lulls, you I- know, for, for, the, for the drama. Yeah, um... I, I don't. I almost feel like this was um, before that. 
to a certain degree, yeah. you know, before that. So was- it's like some of the people that still are subscribed to me and still like thumb down like almost every yeah. single video I That's put so up. so weird, man. That is so fucking yeah. weird. I'm going to skip that one because it wasn't very fruitful anyway. I just bitched about how people unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, it was a nice, uh, you know, karma, you know, coming back at you. All right, Wednesday, May, May yeah. 11, 2005. Okay, well, today, the same as any other day. I so don't hate you, Casey. I'm working at Bacardi this summer. Uh, oh, man, boy, do I remember that job and that, that job fucking sucked. I'm working. Isn't that the one you you were talking about on, like, the assembly line? Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah. I'm working at Bacardi this summer. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Dude, my hair is like three and a half inches long. Okay, that may not seem long to you, but it's long to me, so screw you, buddy. Um, food is here. I'm hungry. I'm. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> I don't know. The the void, I guess, that began staring back at me. Um, I love how you use up your nose with a rubber I know, hose. Like, like fuck- from fucking Welcome Back, <laughs> Cotter. You know? Up your nose with a rubber hose. Hey. <laughs> Food is here. I'm hungry. I'm learning how to play Red Barchetta by Rush. Josh is going on tour this summer with his band, and Zach is probably chiefing it up at his house. But you know what? I am fine with that because I'm going to get a job and hopefully lose weight at that job because I won't be eating much. Well, now that I am Casey-less, I'm living a Casey-less life. Uh, life has been a little easier because I don't have to worry about her fat halitosis mom calling our house. Whoa. Or, Bra- okay. or Brandon's yeah. neo-Nazi self-righteous dickhead tattletale bitch ass telling on us. But no. But, <laughs> I love your reactions, dude. But God, <laughs> but God, do I miss her ass. Um, but I don't want to be with but I want to be with her on my terms. I want to be with her. Uh, I want to be with her when she wants it. It's always been about her way. Okay, but anyway, I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat word to your mother. And so... <laughs> now I got my Mountain Dew and my Doritos, and fuck you, Casey. I want to see you on my terms, not your terms, and your mom's fat, and all my friends are doing cooler shit, but that's okay, because I got food now, and I'm going to masturbate too much. She's actually. Um, all right, I just want to do one more because I'm just I'm 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 indulging <laughs> indulging in this right now, and then then we're gonna call it. I think I think he's given us a, a an overdose of of these diaries because of how unentertaining and boring these other unsolved yes, mysteries. Yes, episodes I'm trying were. to make up for it with how pathetic, how much of an incel I used to be. Um, Thursday, May 12, 2005. Last one, I promise. Have you forgotten about me? I haven't forgotten about you. Today was your... Ooh, to- <laughs> what? Oh, God. Today was your typical boring-ass school day. Why are these... That made me cringe. <laughs> why are these teachers still trying to push all this work on us? Like, it's so fucking close to the end. Teachers are so stupid. Last year, it was like mini parties every day. Now it's like work, work, work until the very last second you step off the damn campus. This week I've been focusing on my bass. I love playing bass. It's so fun because you get the melody part of the guitar and the rhythm part of being able to pop and slap the strings. I don't know. Lately I've been feeling so lonely and heartbroken. God. Casey did a fucking number on me emotionally. And it doesn't even seem like she even cares. It seems like her life is just rolling right along and I'm fucking stuck here thinking about her like an idiot. Why do I have to be the pathetic one? Why can't she miss me as much as I miss her? 
I try not to think about her. I try to think about how once everyone realizes I can play all these instruments, they will want me in a band, and then I can really forget about her. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. that's, that is typical <laughs> incel 101. Once I, once I lose weight and start lifting and get strong, then they'll be sorry. Um, Once I know how to play the piano and the guitar and the and the sitar and the, and the accordion, <laughs> all at once. Yeah, it's that typical "then they'll be sorry" attitude that I that I like <laughs> lived off of at this age. Like, at least my. Can you imagine? Like, once I learn and master the guitar, like. She'll be mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, at least, I, at least I, I chose something constructive like music instead of like, once I yeah. buy this gun, then they'll be sorry. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. So anyway, uh, when I'm in a band, I can really forget about her. But now I'm just at my house doing nothing. And all I can do is think, is she going to call tonight or what is she doing? And she's so hot that everyone in her grade wants to hit that. And now she's going to a party but she might not, so she's upset. Why can't she be upset that her boyfriend that supposedly loved her so much is gone? Why doesn't that upset her in the least bit? Maybe because she was bullshitting me the whole time. At least I know in my own mind that I was real when I said I loved her, and I would always care about her. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about her, but you know what, this damn Zanga, if, and, but you know this is my damn Zanga, and damn it, if I can't talk about whatever I want anymore, because everyone has to read it, I think Amrisa is the only one who reads these entire damn things, which, if she does, that's kind of creepy. Oh, yeah, she's a creepy one. Well, I'm not going to waste any more, any more time on this thing. Uh, it's just making me feel like shit. I'll type on this later word to your mother, bitch. And we, I love the word to your mother. Thing. I love all the like, dated. Up your nose or the rubber yeah, hose. Even, even, word in, to your mother. even in 2005, those were dated ass references. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Vanilla ice cube over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ambrisa was a random friend of mine that I um, made in um, on on the internet on on. I think she was my first. Oh, I thought it was like she's a random friend of mine that I made myself. Yeah, I made, I made in my internet. mind who doesn't exist. Uh, it was my <laughs> alternate ego, alter ego, whatever. Um, and guys, you know, like the people who like like their own posts on, uh -huh. on Facebook or uh, on YouTube. And, and, and guys, just just think, uh, there are at least uh, there are at least like eight more years of these. Oh, wow! <laughs> oh my god! But the the frequency got way less towards the later years when I, when uh -huh. I actually got a fucking life. Um, that makes and sense. my attitude. You see such a big shift in how I write. Uh, like like I'm. Man, puberty hit me like a fucking ton of bricks, apparently, with the the volatile emotions. And, mm -hmm. and you know, Casey obviously wasn't my first heartbreak. I had many after that. But um, I, I think all these uh, things, uh, not to rip off a Pink Floyd reference, but I think they were all just bricks in the wall that, that, that walled me off emotionally from people now. Because now I just have meaningless sex with people and I can't form real, like, relationship-type mm -hmm. connections. And um, I think I just wow. Yeah, I know. I just I don't care, man. The uh, therapy cast. Yeah, I know <laughs> theracast. Uh, that sounds like a theraflu, <laughs> but for your cast on your leg when you break your leg. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one thing that really there are a lot of things that stood out to me with those uh, posts, but the one that you know when you just spoke directly to the audience. 
And you were just like, uh, you said something along the lines of, uh, I forgot exactly what it was, but it was, it was surprisingly creepy. Do you remember me? Cause eerie. I remember you or something. Yeah. Yes. Ew. That just creeps me out. Yeah. Cause that, that's the kind of thing that, you know, do you remember me? Yeah. Because I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josh Elliot Rogers Cannon. That for you right there. Uh, I can tell you by the fact that I'm alive, to, r- speaking to you right now, I did not get in my rich father's SUV and uh, maul a bunch of people over with my car and then turn the gun on myself when the cops came after me. I did not do that. So, obviously, I... I Didn't he shoot people, too? Yeah, he shot at people, but he was such a shitty shot that he... I don't even think he hit anyone. Um... But he didn't miss his own head, which is a good thing because uh, he 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 does not he did not need to be living after uh, doing that. The sad thing is, is that like if if that guy if that kid had like just had the right people in his life or someone who like someone who was really there to kind of like counsel him, like I don't think he would have done all that shit because like I can draw exact parallels from how I thought at that time too. Like, uh, but I guess the difference is is like. I actually did have a girl who gave me the time of day, although she quickly rejected me. I mean, in reality, the time that me and Casey were together, like the quality time where we were boyfriend and girlfriend and we were allowed to be together, blah, blah, blah. Dude, it was like a couple weeks. It might have been a month. Mm -hmm. It might have been a month before her mom, like 86, the whole thing. And then I guess, like I said, we dated for six or five additional months after that in secret. And it was like we had to secretly meet at the library uh, I remember a particular, uh, particularly hot makeout sessions that we would have. Um, there was this, like, they were called mobile units or whatever, or, or whatever. Anyway, our library was these like mobile, like like a like a mobile home essentially that they just it was just nothing but a library, and uh, somehow we would we were in two separate grades. I think she was in seventh and I was in ninth or something like that. And we were both, um, somehow, I don't remember the signal, but we were both meet at the library at the same time because that was something you could do for some I, for some reason. And uh, we would go to the back area, and for whatever reason, the librarian didn't follow us. Uh, we would go to this back area of the library, and we would just, like, fucking make out. And, and I know that doesn't sound like much for most people listening, but for me, who never really got a chance to do that, like, I I was, like, so, oh, my God, that was, like, the most amazing like making out and i would like feel up her shirt and shit and i was just like it was incredible um and it was so, it was so rare that i could like just do that as much as i wanted to that i it, you really i really took it you know for all it was worth when i was able to do it but yeah i mean it was just super secret and crappy and i don't know I, that was a weird time in my life it seems like a goddamn lifetime ago man like like I said, I, I, I since added her on Facebook after reading these because I added Lisa, the chick who was my friend early on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I'm doing her wedding in March or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, Lisa, I just want, you know, I'm just trying to like, I just remember these people and I want to like reconcile with them one way or the other. And I, I friend requested Casey. I think she accepted and I messaged her and she never responded back. So oh. <laughs> she's still not. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, dude, a small part of my mind was like, I'm so much hotter now than I was back then. I'm so much more in shape. I, I look way more attractive. Yeah. than I was like, surely, surely she's going to be like, wow, 
But uh, yeah, women don't work like that. They're they're not like men. They're not like, damn, he's hot now. Let me start talking to him again. It's like, no, she's has zero emotions for me anymore, and I, I have zero emotions for her. I I forget about her existence most of the time, and I guess that's the cruelest way that uh, love can die is when someone when you just become indifferent to someone. You don't hate them. You don't loathe them. You don't love them. You don't love doesn't really die; it just fades. It's really uh, right? it's really uh, depressing, Mike. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that true? Like, love just fades. Uh, I would say for like, uh, if if it's something that you aren't, you know, if it's a relationship yeah. that doesn't work anymore, that's my it's point. So, it's... Is that when you have a breakup or something? Usually the the time that you shared with one another or, or, you know, the companionship or the connection, it doesn't truly die over time. It just wanes. You know, it starts fading. Yeah, like if, if okay, like say for instance, like, and I, I swear to God, th- guys, this isn't wishful thinking right now. So don't interpret it as, like that. But if me and Casey were to start hanging out t- today, like, you know, if we were to hang out like tonight and, and talk or whatever, I guarantee you I would still see like similar things in her that I liked about her back then. She would probably, well, yeah, she'd probably Th- yeah. still have the similar personality, similar, uh, you know, smile and all of the kind of stuff. Now, Jesus sounds like I'm like over romanticizing, but I, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm sure <laughs> because I kind of have a, I feel like people don't really change like the core of who they are. Like, you can change, like, kind of your stances on things. Like, I used to be really homophobic, obviously, and now I'm, like, totally not. Um, I think you can change how you view things. But I think, like, your core personality, like, you can't tell from these Zanga posts, but I was a really funny kid in when I was younger. I was, I, I, uh, I, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, I can say that uh, I'm I'm a much funnier, much more confident, much more... uh, you know, calm, relaxed, chill person than I was, you know, in high school. So I would say if I had the mindset and and, and the the mind that I have now back in high school, you know, I would have, you know, for, for all four years, I probably would have, you know, made more friends. I would have, you know, wound up making more of an impact in some ways. And, but at the same time, it wouldn't necessarily uh i i don't know if i'd really want to you know do things over again because you know a part of this whole journey is uh learning and and you know just climbing up that hill and you know once you or that mountain so to speak and and once you reach the the pinnacle once you reach the peak you know, it's so much more special, and 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 you know that 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 particular moment, you know, when I finally you know got to that point in my life, it, it's something that I don't think would be as special if you know it was just kind of just the norm or or whatever. You know, if 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 that was what was going on. As um, stupid as that Miley Cyrus song is, the climb, um, the lyrics mm-hmm. are really you know poignant you know it's yeah uh it's not was it it's not about how fast i get there it's not about what's waiting on the other side it's the climb 
I can't believe mm. I'm like referencing a goddamn Miley Cyrus, <laughs> but like I'm sure she didn't write the lyrics, so it's all good. I'm reference. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm referencing probably some 45 year old industry uh, songwriter's lyrics. Well, yeah. Um, it sounds. It's like it's poetry, right? That's I, I mean, a po- it, it, that's a that's, poetic. Kind that's what of it's line. all about. I mean, that's why like the Olsen twins went fucking it crazy when they were 20 in their 20s because they had. They were already millionaires and there was nothing left for them to do in life. They had already won. They had already succeeded and they like kind of went crazy there for a little bit. I mean, like you have to have challenges in life. For me, I I had my own challenges and there are other people who have their own challenges. Uh, uh, You had your own thing with your Asperger's and overcoming that. I had my weight and my anxiety Mm -hmm. and my panic attacks, which were a huge hindrance on me and to this day i have you know challenges that but my perspective has evolved and my way of thinking has evolved uh to where i feel more comfortable and more confident in being able to handle uh the various that's that's a big thing i don't think you know you and i both would not be able to handle these challenges you know that that uh appear in our lives uh, as uh, well as as we have, if we hadn't dealt with all of that before. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, it can also be said that a lot of the quirks that I have now, that my inability to, um, you know, form solid relationships with, you know, like yeah. the opposite sex. I kind of got that a little bit when you were, you know, reminiscing about your makeout sessions. Kind of seems like that's kind of a, you know. Is is that kind of what you're going through when you're having these relationships? Is that now kind of nowadays thing? like anytime I have my uh, my my um, liaisons or my uh, <laughs> rendezvous with women? Uh, you, when you use French words to describe it, it seems a lot less sleazy. Um, yeah. Now, now, basically, what I'm doing in my mind is like, yes, I am validating myself. I am valid. I matter. I'm attractive. That's that's really all mm-hmm. what it's all about. And, and no one can even see this. Not even you, Mike. But as I was saying that, I was like like humping the air with my. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I don't know why I was doing. That. I'm like no. Maybe you need to go to sex like, therapy. Or honestly, something, no. Man. Honestly, I think I think I, I think I could benefit from sex going to sex therapy. I think I'm not using it. Yeah. I'm not using it in the. I don't know why I'm being so goddamn candid right now for all these strangers. But maybe it'll maybe it'll help someone. I don't know. Um, I don't think I'm using sex in the right way, though, at all. Um, eh. No, I think, you know, that is something that more people should talk about. It seems like a taboo I'm, thing. I will say. People are uncomfortable with talking about it, and I understand. But, like, if you don't talk about these kind of things, then, you know, you're never really going to get to a point where you're going to feel comfortable about, you know, handling right. them. If you don't talk about them with other people or you know open yourself up in that way i will say though um if you're like me and you're listening and you like to be very promiscuous um let the other person know that like that's all it is you know is just you're just having fun and you're not because one shitty thing that i used to do was when i was younger was um I would act like I was interested in a chick and then I would bang her and then I'd just kind of stop talking to her. Oh, basic bro. Yeah, okay, and right. like, you know, <laughs> she would like start developing feelings and I would just 
be yeah. like, oh, I, I don't want a relationship. And it and, just be a son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, and it was just kind of, okay. and, 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 you know, I just kind of kept hearing time and time again, oh, well, it would have been nice if you had told me that because I started getting feelings for you. Mm-hmm. And then I felt bad and then I just kept doing it. And then I finally reached a point to where it's like, hey, Josh, that's a piece of shit thing to do. So stop yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. So now, now I'm like upfront <laughs> as fuck. And you know what I've noticed? When you're upfront about that and see a lot of guys out there who are maybe a l- little, they feel like if they're honest about it, the chick's not going to want to do it anymore. You'll be surprised the amount of people who are like, yeah, that's cool. Me too. That's all I'm looking for as well. I don't want a relationship. Like, the amount of people who will be okay with it. I mean, and, and and if they do start catching feelings and, and getting all pissy at you, you can be like, hey, I told you up front what the name of the game was and you agreed to it. So... You said you were DTF, so you know GTFO. You try to maybe not use those terms because to, to 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 women, it, it it they feel like it cheapens it and it makes them kind of feel hoish. So you try to avoid. I, I know, I know. I was just even though around. even though that's literally. what it is. Even though it's literally it's literally like, hey, uh, you down to fuck? I mean, it's uh, at, the, at its core, that's what it is. But you you know. It's you gotta package it, it differently. Um, you can't say uh, you're not gonna be like. Do you want to have a midnight liaison with me? Like people who are uh, <laughs> pro-choice don't go around and saying, "Hey, we're pro-killing babies." They say we're pro-choice because it's yeah, a lot easier yeah. to sell than uh, we're yeah. pro-killing babies. Um, <laughs> it's all about how you package it. You gotta you gotta sell the the thing the the bad thing you want to do better. Uh, I, I don't you know I don't think. Well, I mean, I think killing babies is bad, but, you know, sometimes uh, you get put... God, I see, now I have to talk about that. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's your choice. Do whatever you want. I mean, no one wants to do it, but, you know, if you want to... If, I if mean, it, yeah, your choice, if your it body, has, If it has you know. to happen, then, you know, I guess it's an option and that's that should be available. The, the, the analogy you made there is just crazy. It was very grandiose to compare. <laughs> it was very... It was very um, uh, uh, pompous i don't know what i'm no what word i'm grabbing for to compare my sexual experiences with uh abortion um yeah what some people would you you'd hit a nerve there you you would to to quote to quote (laughs) hooba stank i'm not a perfect person god that band was so bad Hooba stank and they're not a perfect band no they are they are far (laughs) from perfect band they are i would go Mike, I would venture as far as to say they kind of suck. Well, I mean, Stank is in their yeah. name, so. <laughs> Got him. Um, <laughs> all right, that's, uh, uh, mercifully, that is the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, if you want to support me and Mike on Patreon, patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. Yeah, we don't really have the most jingle-friendly title. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. You'll get the podcast early. You can, you can suggest cases. I don't know why I keep burping. You can suggest cases for us to cover in the future. Um, if you want to join a Facebook group, I already told you how to do that. Go to facebook.com, go to groups, type in uncovering unexplained mysteries. We are on Instagram, uncovering unexplained mysteries. We're on Twitter, at uncovering um. Um, it's a great, it's a great Twitter, great Twitter. A lot of people said great, oh. great things, great things. No one's ever seen anything like it. They assure me that it is a fantastic Twitter account. They post very interesting things on there. So go check it out. 
Um, if you want more of me and Mike, but 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 maybe you want us a little bit separately. Maybe you're more of a fan of Mike and his nasally phlegmy vocals. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. He's he's neither nasally nor phlegmy. He's got a nice. I don't even know what your voice is. It's just it's kind of Washington esque. I he- I heard okay. I heard Kurt Cobain talking in an interview uh, the other day, and he had a look like this slight kind of twinge in his voice that I've heard yeah. your voice sometimes. Yeah. So maybe it's a Washington. Maybe Washington does have an accent, but it's very or Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest, because you know, it's got like a yeah. slight, maybe little thing. Anyway, go to Mike's YouTube channel at <laughs> YouTube.com/slash/OCPcommunications. He is the movie buff. He is super buff with movies. Um, what was the last video you did? So I've been doing a lot of uh, horror film stuff because it was October and I'm still continuing with uh, horror reviews. The last video I uploaded was my thoughts on uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, the 1978 film, um, because I'm going to be reviewing the entire franchise. So, uh, yeah, it's not in October, but Halloween is such a... Uh, prevalent and popular franchise you could review that series in january and you know people would still watch it um so yeah so that's what i've been doing uh i reviewed season four of tales from the crypt i really love that show that's a show i'm nostalgic for that still holds up Um, well anything hbo put on is quality i mean any other 90s stuff like i don't i don't think they've ever I mean, Perversions of Science wasn't nearly as good as Tales from the Crypt. I never even heard. You probably don't no, even. I've never heard of you've never heard of it. I know. Yeah, most people have it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's what I got on my channel. Uh, so if any of that interests you, go ahead and check that out. And uh, Josh has been doing a lot of live streams. Yeah. So if you want to check my YouTube channel out, uh, I do mainly music-based stuff. Um, not like actual. Well, some some songs, but I talk about bands. I review albums. Um, I do some video game stuff every now and then. It's uh, mainly mu- it's more music focused these days because I feel like that's where my specialty is. Uh, that is YouTube.com/slash Dancing with Ghosts. Um, Every Tuesday for the last month now, I've been doing a live stream uh, going through the massive Rolling Stone 2020 edition of their 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. And just this last Tuesday, I finally fucking finished that goddamn list, and I couldn't be happier. I'm so tired of talking about it. I'm so tired of going through all these albums I've never heard of, and then the ones that I have heard of and not liking and can't believing how high they are on the list and fucking D'Angelo and how he was so fucking... He was like number 27, and then Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, Beatles, Skinner, fucking Rush. Yes, all of those bands were way below D'Angelo. And it's at that point that I realized... I don't even know who D'Angelo even is. Exactly, Mike. Egg fucking exactly. (laughs) I've never heard of D'Angelo until you mentioned that. He was this marginally successful R&B singer in the late 90s and 2000s. He did that song, Untitled, How Does It Feel, where he's basically naked in the video and he's singing and um, he's all chiseled. And it's like, why? Why? Why is he? Why is his album better than? I don't understand. So anyway, go and check out that YouTube, my YouTube channel for that and a bunch of other cool shit. 
Um, I'm finally glad that I've like boiled it down to like talking about just one thing instead of back in the day where it's like, well, I can like do video games and taste tests and uh, I reviewed a fucking Airhawk cordless air compressor and even though that video got a lot of views, but um, yeah, and check out my band Dancing with Ghosts. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere. We're on iTunes. We're Google Play. We're fucking Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Um, yeah, we're we're a good band, and we make uh, music that is unique. And uh, we just got put on a playlist recently on Spotify that had thirty three thousand monthly listeners, and our streams have gone way up. So that's that's cool. Oh, cool. yeah, our new song Obsidian Blood has already cracked a thousand plays, and it's only been out for a few weeks. For us, that's a big deal. Anyways, until next week, you guys, I hope you're not cringing too hard from the Josh Flower Diaries and my sex addiction or those boring ass. <laughs> I man, I had to make I had to throw some some spice in the pot after those boring ass <laughs> unsolved mystery segments that we talked about. That's all I have to say. I feel like this episode <laughs> is like uh, I, I feel like the end of this episode uh, really saved the podcast for us. Like a lot of people are saying. That it's great. No one's seen anything like it. Uh, I really think it saved it. Uh, I would give this. I would give this podcast an A plus. I think we're doing a great job. All right, guys. Yeah, until yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah. Have a good rest of your night. Bye. See ya.